Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And we're in your feeds today with a very special episode. We teased this earlier in the week. We have with us Flannery Winchester. She's the communications coordinator for Citizens Climate Lobby. Flannery, we're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, um, we we told all of our listeners, we were like, Mm -hmm. we are going to have a climate expert come on the pod and explain to us some of these things that are going on. Yeah. (laughs) So we're very excited to have you. And the timing couldn't have been better with this uh, uh, climate report that the administration released this past Friday. Yeah. So we're very excited. Yeah, I know. Climate change can feel like such a big, scary topic, especially when you see those reports. Yeah. Yes. So, but there's actually a lot to be encouraged about. So I'm excited to talk about some of the progress we're seeing. Oh, good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about what um, Citizens Climate Lobby is? Sure. So Citizens Climate Lobby is a nationwide nonprofit organization, and we work on legislative solutions to climate change. So we've got more than 100,000 volunteers, and they're organized in about 420 chapters all across the country. Um, And those people are talking to their members of Congress. They're educating their neighbors and friends and family about climate change. uh, And they do things like write letters to the editor, to their local papers, things like that, all sorts of actions that help build political will for climate legislation. So we're really focused on trying to move Congress forward um, to enact the the solutions that we need to deal with this big climate change problem. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I know for me, sometimes when I've come up on people in my life who are maybe like skeptical or don't really see the issue for what it is, I'm always like, I don't know like how to explain everything or like how to tackle everything <laughs> that you need yeah. to know well, it's, it's overwhelming yeah yeah it's overwhelming because there's so much science out there right um but one thing that we found uh in our work at ccl is that it's often you can get farther if you start by talking about the solutions rather than about the science um because if you tell people first that there's hope and that there's something we can do to actually fix this problem, they're much more inclined to listen to you and be willing to engage in a conversation rather than just kind of shutting down because it's too too big of a challenge to tackle or because they don't uh, believe in the science or they're not convinced by the science. You can sometimes just skip right over that and talk about um, policies or solutions that can uh, can offer a whole lot of benefits and then you can have some really interesting conversations that way. So we do a lot of communications training like that uh, mm-hmm. in CCL about how to connect with, um, with people who are, uh, who are on all different sides of this issue. Yeah, okay. that's awesome. Um, so we definitely want to talk more about some of the solutions that you've been alluding to. But first, we just wanted to talk a little bit about this report. Obviously, there was one that was released last week on Black Friday that we've talked a little bit about on the podcast. There was another one earlier this week or earlier this year. Um, Was any of this stuff surprising to you guys at CCL or was it basically what you've already been talking about sort of in report form? 
Yeah, it's basically what we already know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the report uh, from Friday was the fourth installment of the National Climate Assessment. Um, and uh, one of the things it said super clearly in the opening of that report is it said Earth's climate is changing faster than at any point in the history of modern civilization, primarily as a result of human activities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So in other words, scientists are they're absolutely in agreement that climate change is happening and they're absolutely in agreement that humans are causing it. Um, so we know that um, and we know that there's, you know, this whole laundry list of impacts from our you know, food production decreasing to public health issues and national security issues. Um, so it's a serious, urgent threat. Uh, and the report really just underscored that. Um, and it also made it clear that these impacts are happening now. So yeah. a lot of times people think climate change is something that will affect people who live far away or it will happen really far in the future. Yes. Um, but the, the NCA uh, and the earlier report that you mentioned from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, uh, they both made it clear that communities are feeling the impacts of climate change now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really time to get serious about it. Yeah. yeah, that's actually, it's so funny that you say that because um, this this past week for Thanksgiving, I was on the Jersey Shore, which was obviously hugely impacted by Hurricane Sandy. The whole area that I had been in had been impacted by Sandy. It was basically like entirely rebuilt. And my mom was talking about how she wants to get a place down there. And I was like, well, mom, like, I don't know if you saw this climate report, but <laughs> that might like it's it, this play area is going to be affected. And she was like, oh, no, that's like in the next that's that's not now. That's in like 100 years. And I was like, mom, no, yeah. <laughs> it's like. It's like 12 years. Yeah, yeah it's like exactly. negative five years. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah, it's happening yeah. now. You know, and my mom is a person who is definitely like believes that climate change is happening and like wants to find solutions to fix it. And even she didn't really fully have like an understanding of how current and immediate the issue is, mm-hmm. which, you know. It happens. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and the more the more that we talk about it, the more people will start to understand that, you know, because in some ways there's if something really were that urgent, you'd think we'd be talking about it all the time. Yeah. Yes. We don't hear it about it in the media as much as we should. Um, we often don't hear about it. um the media doesn't do a great job of connecting the dots. So like when the wildfires were happening in California, most of the media coverage of the wildfires didn't say, and by the way, this is happening because the temperatures have been incredibly high this summer and the rain precipitation patterns are changing and all of that's due to climate change. Mm -hmm. So um, connecting the dots is really helpful. And that's where, um, you know, your advocacy just as a person who cares about this issue where that can come in, like you having that conversation with your mom, that's so important. Um, and you can do that on your social media. You can do that with your friends and your coworkers. Just mention, hey, you know, this is a thing. Let me send you some something to read or maybe you want to call your congressman. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah, or listen to this podcast. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> listen to this podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I know you guys are a nonpartisan group uh, and you work with elected officials. I'm just wondering how... You navigate that when there, when you know there's people in this administration who just categorically deny that this is happening or don't think that humans are involved. And how do you? And like, there's obviously one party in particular that tends to lean the way that is there's nothing going on or there's nothing we can do about it or that the economic 
risks aren't worth the action it would take to combat uh, climate change. How do you sort of like navigate that field? Sure. Um, and that's a really good question. I, I think that what we've, what we focus on doing, well, the reason that we're nonpartisan in the first place is because for any uh, climate legislation to be strong and to be lasting, it's going to have to be bipartisan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in some ways, we're working this way because we think it's our best shot at really solving the problem is having everybody on board. Um, and as far as the, you know, overcoming whatever political challenges are there from um from various parties, um, the thing that breaks through is we have actual real people that live in these communities that go into their members of Congress, into their offices, uh, and say, hey, I'm worried about this. Um, and yeah. climate change really is something that is bigger than party politics. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, no matter what the sound bites are and the talking points are, when you have real people, um, in a member's office saying, this is affecting my life, it's affecting my business, it's affecting my kids. Um, that is something that that really connects with people. Um, and that's what we've been doing for about 10 years now. So our um, volunteers in Citizens Climate Lobby have those types of meetings all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And twice a year, we actually, hundreds of them come to DC to actually lobby on the Hill. So every June and November, we have um, hundreds of meetings all in one day. So you guys um, just did this, right? Yeah, we mm-hmm. were just here um, November 12th and 13th. So we had a, um, a day of training for our volunteers to learn how to have an effective lobby meeting. And then um, we sent about 600 people onto the Hill the next day, and they had over 400 meetings with Congress all on that one day. That's awesome. That's really yeah. great. Yeah, it's exciting. And but having those face to face conversations with real people um, who these members are elected to represent, um, it kind of reminds them, you know, this is a this is a real issue affecting real people. Um, and there's there's a lot more openness to having the conversation from both Republicans and Democrats mm-hmm. um, than there has been in past years. We've made a lot of progress with this uh, with this way of coming about it. That's Awesome. Um, so let's shift a little bit and talk now about what you guys are currently working on uh, and how people, our listeners, can come out and support you. Uh, I got word from you that <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you guys are currently working on a bipartisan bill. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's the best news that I have to share today. So <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Yeah, so three Democrats and two Republicans in the House of Representatives just introduced a bill to put a price on carbon pollution so that we can get our emissions down. So it's called the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act. Mm -hmm. Um, And the sponsors are, uh, we've got Ted Deutsch from Florida. Mm -hmm. Francis Rooney is a Republican from Florida. Uh, Charlie Crist, a Democrat from Florida. Mm-hmm. So the the Florida representatives are particularly interested. Um, I <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes sense to me. Yeah, sea <laughs> yeah. level rises uh, mm-hmm. hard to ignore. Yeah, 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 especially in Miami. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. Um, and then there's a Republican from Pennsylvania, Brian Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. and then another Republican, John Delaney from Maryland. So those five representatives um, have put forth this bill. Um, 
basically it will put a price on carbon pollution and then the money from that price will be allocated to every American in the form of a monthly dividend, which you can spend however you want. So based on, yeah, it's a a fee and dividend Mm -hmm. structure. Um, And uh, so based on the price and the rate of increase that they've laid out in this bill, it's estimated to reduce America's carbon pollution by at least 40% in 12 years. Wow. Yeah. So that puts us, that tracks really closely with the recommendations from the IPCC report. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically it puts us in line with what the UN says we need to be doing. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah, it's great. Um, So wait, so carbon gets, they put a tax on the amount of carbon or it's just, it would a tax be the right word for that even um, on the amount of carbon pollution and then it gets paid out to just regular Americans? Yeah, basically. So um, we oh call my it God. a fee. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we use the word fee instead of a tax yeah. because a tax sort of implies that the government is keeping the money. Um, and in this case, the government's not keeping the money. Um, they're just applying this fee. So it basically is sending a very clear market signal to say, hey, businesses and consumers and everybody start to move away from fossil fuels and go toward cleaner, cheaper options. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, the policy, it puts a fee on, so coal, oil, and gas. um, And then the energy companies are the ones that are paying that. Um, And then the money that is raised from that fee uh, is returned to Americans uh, every month uh, in the form of that carbon dividend is what it's called. That's Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So what could our listeners do to support like support this bill, to support the work that you guys are doing? Or even want to, you know, help combat climate change? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, um, so for years we've heard about the personal changes we can make. So you can drive less, you can fly less, you can eat less meat, you can be efficient with energy in your home, things like that. Um, and that's all really important because all of those actions reduce greenhouse gas emissions like carbon dioxide, and it's those emissions that are driving climate change. Um, so you can make those personal changes. That's absolutely helpful. Um, but then we also know that the, the problem is big enough that we're going to have to do more than that. We need this kind of um, change to the overall economy that this bill would do. So um, I would encourage anybody listening today to um, take steps to support the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you can do is first, I'd say check out Citizens Climate Lobby's website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just citizensclimatelobby.org uh, and find your local chapter. Because those are the folks who are going to be really plugged in in your community um, and are already taking steps to talk to your member of Congress and that sort of thing. They can help you get started. Um, But on the website, we have some really easy tools to help everybody take action, like writing a letter to your member of Congress. Mm -hmm. Right now, that's the most important thing you can do to support this bipartisan climate bill. Um, Members of Congress need to hear that people are excited about a climate solution And we need to encourage even more members to step up and sponsor the bill. Awesome. And what is the bill called specifically, just so our listeners know what they're writing in about? Yeah, it's the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act. The Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so great. Mm -hmm. I've actually, so people were making fun of me because they said that it wasn't really doing anything. But I've begun doing Meatless Mondays. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. yeah, eating less meat. Just once a week. Yeah, it's a step. 
I watched that documentary Cowspiracy and then I stopped eating as much meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mean, that'll do it. Yeah. Another thing you guys at home can do is watch the documentary mm-hmm. Cowspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> and free. join me on join me on my meatless Mondays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little yeah, things. Yeah, that's great. Because uh, well, and if we can get if we can combine those little personal changes with this big kind of systematic change, then we're going to get this solved. Mhm. Well, Flannery, that's wonderful. Um, yeah. Brian, do you have any other questions? No, I'm just really thankful that this was a um, uplifting and positive message and reinforcement because sometimes, you know, it can really be daunting the amount of information we get about climate change and it's scary. Yeah. So it's good to hear that there's people, you know, working towards a solution yeah. in a positive way. And that that solution is in the pipeline mm-hmm. of our government mm-hmm. right now. That's awesome. Absolutely. One thing that we say all the time in CCL is action is the antidote to despair. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever feeling, you know, overwhelmed about climate change mm-hmm. or anything like that, the best thing you can do is figure out how you can take some sort of action and then you'll be um, re-energized and it'll help you feel so much better. <laughs> Well, yeah, that I mean, I feel better after having this conversation, (laughs) after the action of having this conversation. Uh, Flannery, where can we our listeners follow or find more information about Citizens Climate Lobby online? I know you mentioned the website, but do you have like Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Yeah, we have all of that. So we're on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate and on Facebook, uh, Citizens Climate Lobby. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us. Uh, Guys, until the end of Democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Betches.